0: This message comes from NPR sponsor Hulu. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history. From memes to movements, see how this powerful online community shapes culture and society. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu.
1: Hey, it's NPR's Book of the Day. I'm Andrew Limbaugh. So, Nobel Lit Prize Day is always a scramble for us at the Culture Desk at NPR. We've got some background info and research done on some of the perennial names people toss around. <laughs> you know, always the bridesmaids, never the bride, that type of thing. But when Abdul Razak Grana won, I admit, I wasn't super familiar with his work. So I spent hours talking to his fans and peers and listening through some of his lectures to get his vibe. And the big takeaway I got is that he's interested in mining the complexities of post-colonial life. It's not as simple as just like colonizer equals bad. That's something he gets into in this interview between him and NPR Scott Simon. It's about Grenat's new book, Afterlives. And Grenat talks about the attraction of power and how alluring it is for the conquered to join the conqueror. This message comes from NPR sponsor LiveWrite, publishers of Left for Dead. Shipwreck, treachery, and survival at the edge of the world by Eric J. Dolan. The true story of five castaways abandoned on the Falkland Islands during the War of 1812. Available wherever books are sold.
0: This message comes from NPR sponsor, REI Co-op. REI has gear, clothing, classes, and advice for camping and glamping, biking and hiking, axing and snacksing. Visit your local REI Co-op or REI.com for the million and one ways to opt outside. A new novel takes us inside the lives of those who are often overlooked in literature and history. They are not kings, queens, warriors, writers, or religious leaders, but people trying to get by. in That part of East Africa, now known as Tanzania, during and after the period in which German colonizers owned the industries and coffee farms that exploited native peoples and often quelled uprisings with brutality. Afterlives... It's Adbal Razak Gurner's first novel published in the U.S. since he won the twenty twenty one Nobel Prize for Literature. His previous books include Paradise and By the Sea. Mr. Gurner joins us now from Canterbury, England. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. It's a pleasure. I think we can stipulate that British, French, Belgian, Italian. Uh, and for that matter, American corporate colonization in Africa could be cruel. But was there something distinctly brutal about German colonization?
2: There was something. With many of the other colonization movements, they often started from a position of relative weakness, either because there were mercantile uh, expeditions, various kinds of attempts to corner a market here and there. Whereas the German entry into African colonialism was very, very late in the 19th century and was entirely a military operation. It had a different character. And so its whole attitude, I think, to, to the people that it was declaring to be their subjects was, if you don't obey, we will punish.
0: Tell us about the ensemble of characters who are at the center of this novel. A Khalifa begins the novel as a bookkeeper.
2: So I think I, I was interested to begin with, with the story of uh, Hamza, the the young man who joins up, who becomes a soldier in the colonial army.
0: In the German army,
2: yes. Starting off with that story as a core story. But then I, was, I began to think about the other people that he would know, that community in which he returns, in which he finds himself. Then I thought of uh, this figure, Khalifa, who becomes both a mentor, but also somebody who offers us as readers, I think, another kind of consciousness or point of view that allows us to see the things that some of these figures do but from a different angle. Gender inequalities because of the way he marries or the young girl that he looks after and nurtures. He occupies a sort of uh, position of a kind of sanity, even though it's uh, gruff and uh, impatient and um, difficult.
0: Here I am complimenting a Nobel laureate, but I mean, I appreciated how artfully that was done because it made the point that although Hamza becomes, I think it's safe to say, the major character in many ways for much of the novel, there's no telling where and how who makes a contribution to the lives that we wind up
2: connecting with. That's good. You can you can pay as many compliments as you like to the Nobel laureates. <laughs>
0: All right. Uh, why
2: why does um, why does Hamza become part of the German army? This is interesting. Why did so many? I mean, most of the people fighting in those wars in Africa, in that particular place location that I write about in Afterlives, but also in other parts, in the Cameroons, in North Africa, etc were Africans fighting other Africans for this side or that side. And it's ironic. You wonder, why are they fighting each other for the pleasure, as it were, of seeing who it is that would colonise them? I think partly it's to do with a certain way of thinking of themselves, not as Africans, because the idea of an African identity would probably not have been present at that time, but of thinking of themselves in their particular uh, ethnic, tribal, or whatever it might be the right word, place where there are people that they belong to society, that they belong to. And so the other society is just an enemy. It doesn't matter that they are also black. The other thing, I think, is probably the power and the attraction of the victor. The conquered join the conqueror because of the prestige of the conqueror uh, and money, employment, and perhaps power. Yeah. Finally, and we must not forget is that there was a certain degree of coercion, demands made on the leaders or the elders of a society to say, we need 30 from you otherwise. Okay, so whether you uh, want to or not, you are volunteered to join up. So there are very many different ways, I think, that people um, became colonial mercenaries in this way.
0: Hamza has uh, what I'll refer to as as a complicated relationship with a German officer who exhibits kindness towards him, but a kindness that can be
2: suspect. Yeah, I think my, my, my thought was that many people, when they're given these difficult and cruel duties to perform, either because the ideology of their society requires them to act in certain ways, or because uh, of the kind of that social impetus of being, say, a soldier... Uh, and then being required to do certain things to refuse is very difficult. I'm thinking of colonialism in particular. There would have been many people required to carry out duties that they knew to be wrong, that they knew to be cruel, and to regard those that they were subjecting these cruelties on as less human than they are. Uh, And at times, there must have been times, when they would have suspected that that was not true. So I think there is a denial the process that goes on says, no, 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 it's not. But nonetheless, that those sort of uh, acts of kindness keep creeping in somehow. They cannot be completely suppressed. So that's my idea about the officer, that kind of conflict, both kindness and cruelty at the same time.
0: Mr. Gurner, I don't get a chance to ask many people this question. What is it like to win the Nobel Prize for literature?
2: It's it's uh, Well, it's brilliant. It's very nice. It's very good indeed. Firstly, of course, because it's a uh, Global recognition because of the way the Nobel Prize has this global reach. Secondly, everybody wants to hear from you and therefore they want to read your books in their different languages and so on, so new editions. And uh, thirdly, it's just um, just great to feel one of the team as well. You see all those writers, those eminent people whose work you've admired and so on. And this, what this does is, okay, now you're part of the team. Come, come. So that's wonderful. For a writer, it can't be anything better.
0: Do you see a theme in your work? Others, of course, have once you won the Nobel Prize, but I wonder if that's a theme you've consciously tried to wind into your work.
2: Well, I don't think there is a theme as such. I mean, I know that many people have asked me about that announcement that the Swedish Academy made about the experiences of refugees and the experience of colonialism. It's not untrue. Um, people have asked me to say, is that, is that, are you bothered by that? Not at all. Because what they do is they read all the books, they sit and talk about all the books. After all of that, somebody has to produce two paragraphs which says why it is they've chosen this particular writer's work. So really, whatever they come up with is not going to be the full story. It's going to be, at best, what it was that made an impact on them. If that's what made an impact on them, and that's the reason they made the award, good on them, I'd say. (laughs) No problem.
0: I found myself at the end of Afterlives thinking that the dramatic tension that pushed it forward was um how do we change the world into which we are born but still find happiness and fulfillment in the lives we have right now.
2: Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> yeah, I'll take that. But that would be one way of seeing it. Yeah, how do you how do you live, basically, is what I what I think many of my books are after. How how do you live with whatever it is that's, you know, circumstances and accidents in life has handed to you how do you get on and make something of it
0: the nobel laureate abdelrazak ghani his new novel afterlives thank you so much for being with us sir thank you very much
1: all that sitting and the swiping your body is adapting to your technology Learn how and what you can do about it. I really felt like the cloud in my brain kind of dissipated. Once I started realizing what a difference these little bricks were making, there's no turning back for me. Take NPR's Body Electric Challenge. Listen to the series wherever you get your podcasts. This message comes from NPR sponsor Mint Mobile. From the gas pump to the grocery store, inflation is everywhere. So Mint Mobile is offering premium wireless starting at just $15 a month. To get your new phone plan for just $15, go to mintmobile.com slash switch.